Welcome back to the Wolverine.com podcast. I'm John Borton here with Tom Crawford, uh, our favorite guest on Tuesdays and Mondays. The, today we're uh, we're going with the Tuesday edition and the uh, video podcast. Tom Crawford from East Lansing. Welcome back to the podcast, my friend. Well, it's great to be back. Am I your favorite guest of the whole week or just Tuesdays? I guess you kind of got a little, you know, I couldn't really get a read on that. Are you going to come be forthcoming on that or, or not? Tom, you are our most frequent guest of all time and one highly anticipated. Now, I'm a two-dimensional guy. I do. I'm not like Doug Skeen does football. I know he knows football. I know he played again. I know all that stuff. He can't do basketball, right? Well, you know? I, I, you know, if you've been around Doug Skeen very much, he's got enough takes that he would give his takes on basketball oh, he, regardless. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he would. But, yeah. No, I understand. He, he he wasn't there when Cassie was and Tom exactly. Crawford was. All right. Yes, so, yes. Well, Joe Spielhouse, yes. Speaking of basketball, we've got word this week that Caleb Houston has joined Musa Diabate in getting uh, an NBA, NBA combine invite so uh, your reaction to that, what does that mean? Is it uh, bad news for folks who are hoping to see him in a Michigan uniform next year? What What are your thoughts? Well, I, it's, it's a hunk of indifference to it because I, you know, I think what, here's what I like to parallel what Musa and Caleb are doing right now is what Hunter did last year, which was a great experience for him, Hunter Dickinson, going to the combine, figuring out, finding out what the hell is wrong with my game. Why is this not going to work out this coming year? And I'm thinking, I'm hoping that's going to be the case. And you can only really do that till you go to a combine and you get all those, all that content expertise, so, you know, evaluating you, dressing you down. So I like it. Uh, it doesn't scare me. Um, I still think they both could go. I think Musa has a better shot of leaving more than Caleb. I just feel like Musa... I don't know. I'm just in this is all just speculation. I just envision him. Yeah, let's 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 move on. Or even if it doesn't work in the NBA, maybe he go over, you know, go to France or something. I don't know. I just my gut tells me and some indicators tell me he's gone. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they're both back. But I think Caleb's coming back and they need him back because I am, as I was telling Anthony before he popped on here, JB, I am deeply concerned about the lack of depth um, at at guard play if if Caleb leaves. Well, we're going to talk about some of that, but uh, uh, first, I want to say that that not you know if everybody was like Hunter Dickinson, that'd make it easy. The the guy is going to be coming back with a um, he, he's not going to miss any meals with his nil deal. We don't know yes. exact details, but he's going to be well taken care of, and he is enthusiastic to come back to compete. Uh, you get some of these other guys you just don't know. You get a, an NBA team whispering in their ear, you know, we very likely could take you, and uh, we see you as projecting well, and and they might jump before they really ought to jump. And so I think that is the concern of, of Michigan fans that are just looking in. Nobody's going to begrudge these guys playing in the NBA down the road, but you don't want them to uh, – take a jump too soon and hey let's admit it selfishly michigan fans would love to see him in a in a michigan uniform next year yeah and hunter dickinson epitomizes what the nil does for an intercollegiate athletic uh athlete i mean you look at hunter's life right now 
I mean, he's living large. I mean, this past weekend, he was down at the in Churchill Downs at the Kentucky Derby. In fact, he was on our local news. There was a photograph, a cameo picture or whatever, uh, up in a suite, all dressed up, all gussied up, was Hunter Dickinson, next to Ann Emmerich, who is the local Channel 10 anchor, who is uh, in another suite down there at the Kentucky Derby. Hunter's seven foot one, Ann is five foot one. There was a two foot difference in height, but it was a funny photo. But he's living like a rock star. He's going to the Tiger games. You know, we're seeing him all over the place. And I think he's really embracing uh, being a, a, a celebrity Michigan athlete, a University of Michigan athlete, who's everybody is excited about coming back for the next season. You want to talk about living like a rock star, be a, a uh, capable guard for mission this year, and you will be uh, uh, very much embraced by the fan base. You were just mentioning your concern about uh, about the guard play. And first of all, let's start with Jalen Llewellyn because he's the new guy. Um, I, I think that he is going to give you something very different in some ways than uh, than Frankie Collins would have. Uh, because I think we all saw that Frankie Collins needed work to do at the line, uh, shooting from the perimeter, all that. That's uh, Jalen Llewellyn's strong suit. The kid hit 39% of his three-point shots last year. I did a little checking. Michigan had one player who rose to that level from beyond the arc last year, and that was Eli Brooks. I think he was like 39.4%. Nobody else was able to uh, measure up to that, and that's certainly something that they need so that Hunter Dickinson is a little freer to operate. I think you know that, that may have weighed heavily in the decision to bring in someone else, and uh, you get that over maybe some of the uh, penetration and, uh, and quickness and speed of a Frankie Collins. You would have liked to have kept them both, but as we talked about last time around, uh, Frankie was looking out for where he would have a more sure opportunity. Yeah, with, with Jalen Llewellyn, you know, obviously the uh... – from a power five conference, you know, fan base, media base, where you think, ah, Ivy League, or how's this going to work out? Well, it worked out pretty good for Mike Smith. We know that. Very good. But at the same token, you're still, you know, you're thinking, yeah, overall level of competition that that young man went through um, at, at Princeton versus what he's going to be up against in the Big Ten, you think there's going to be a transition problem. And is this going to work out as good as Mike Smith? The thing that I've heard consistently from about three or four different sources of people smarter than me about Llewellyn's game is that he's he's not great at anything, but he's good at every freaking thing. And that's a plus for Michigan because uh, if you can get an all-around player uh, at, at guard play, um, and, you know, Frankie, I was caught up in the, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, I was disappointed. I, I always said on this podcast, uh, I just saw such a high ceiling talking to the other players about Frankie. Um, but you're right. He had some flaws to his game, you know, in terms of perimeter shooting. Can all of a sudden he become a better perimeter shooting? Perimeter shooting has been a, a lack thereof in this in this program at guard play. Pretty much of the whole team last year when you needed it. I want a guy who can hit in the backcourt from the outside. I want a guy who, when that shot clock's down to about eight and nothing looks like it's happening, can at least make something presentable happening. Uh, where they can, where the buzzer, the shot clock's not going off, or there's some kind of desperate, you know, uh, you know, 
situation where it looks like Keystone cops out there. Like, what the hell was that possession about? Bad possession for Michigan. I was so tired of hearing bad possession for Michigan. And uh, I think Llewellyn may be a solution provider for that. And a second solution may be uh, a, an improved Kobe Bufkin. Cause we, you know, you talk about the That's people true. you've talked to, the folks that we've talked to say, look, this kid is a better shooter than he showed as a freshman. Uh, wait and see on that. He is still in that process of, of transitioning to uh, being able to be dependable in uh, defensive assignments at this level. But uh, I think certainly Kobe Bufkin is another guy to keep an eye on when you're talking about Michigan guards. No, that's a great point, John. And, and you, you know, that's another one of those potential things. And, you know, he the kid had some moxie to him, even though he's very slight of build. If you get a little bit of bulk and, and, and be a, a, a better defender, you know, improving the everybody. You know, we don't have a bunch of Gary Grants out there, okay? Old man warning here. But, I mean, where are you, mm-hmm. you know, you got to stop or you don't have to teach the guy defense. But, yeah, if he could, if he could provide that defense, he's great in transition. I think Kobe could be, uh, you know, a great asset. And then, obviously, Chet Howard, uh, we saw what he's done in the in, in the spring offseason with AAU and things of, like, of this nature. Um, I mean, playing for the old man, this is going to be a good thing. Uh, he's, he's a marvelous talent, one of the more talented players that Michigan has landed. Uh, so, you know, so then I started talking about this. Yeah, there's plenty <laughs> of depth there. But at the same token, I, I, I want one more guard. Uh, and McDaniel, you know, the guy, the, another freshman coming. We're, we're, just, we're just counting on these unknown entities. Uh, sure. How's that going to work out? Um, you know, yeah, and Llewellyn's one of those, how's that going to work out? And that's that prejudicial attitude, which is not, you know, really nice of me about the Ivy League. Yeah, well, and you have Doug McDaniel coming in uh, as a as a true freshman in this recruiting class. So we'll see what he can bring to the table as a rookie. Question: Jet Howard, does he give you some at the two, or is he going to end up more of a wing sort of guy? Yeah, yeah, Man, great point. And, that, and that's a swing guy. And it's like, where where are you needed more? Well, that has if if if, if, if you know if Caleb Houston does not come back. Uh, Jet Howard's going to be parked over there at the three. Let's be real. And, 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 you know, and, and Caleb could also play guard. I mean, it's, you know, offenses are, you know, you look at the starting lineups on, you know, when you see a, a college basketball game, uh, you know, you'll see like three guards, uh, an F and a C or two Fs and, and three Gs, you know, and like two forwards, three guards. I mean, it's how, it's how you define that. And it, it's kind of like everybody's everything uh in in the college game but i do know that michigan's got a pretty doggone good postman and hunter dickinson and if he can stay out of foul trouble all the other stuff will fill in very nicely that's the thing that's where it starts and uh i would just throw out one more name that we haven't really talked about but uh, that i am told has been coming along nicely behind the scenes someone who has gotten stronger gotten a, uh, more confident, improved his defense some, still work to do there, is Isaiah Barnes. And we hardly yeah. saw him at all last year. So, uh, you know, there are there are pieces, but you make a fantastic point in saying these are unproven pieces uh, yeah. largely. Yeah, and, and I'm a worry ward. So worry wards don't uh... – <laughs> don't work well with uncertainty you know try <laughs> and how about will cheddar i mean there's guys that there's another guy that supposedly he could come into play yeah yeah you're, you hear all these things you hear you know you get some inputs from here and there and from experts and and you do your own evaluation i never I, you know, I never saw the kid play he, didn't, he was redshirt last year i mean 
there's just a lot of um, there's a lot of moving parts uh, that we don't know of. I know this though. I think Michigan football, Michigan basketball are going to have great years next year. I'm really, I'm really sold on that. It's going to be exciting and it's going to be great to be amazing blue. All right. Well, speaking of things that you have to worry about and that uh, mm-hmm. Michigan fans have to worry about, let's, uh, let's shift gears over to football for a minute. This is a discussion that I will renew with Tom Crawford that I have, <laughs> that I have engaged in for years yes. with the new voice of Michigan football, one Mr. Douglas Karsh, and uh, very excited for the team of, of Karsh and, uh, and John Jansen uh, going behind the mics and bringing you Michigan football games on the on the Michigan radio network. Uh, but for years, Doug and I have had it out in him saying, look, the, the toughest you can make that non-conference schedule, the better. Get proven early. Take those challenges. To bring on the Notre Dames and the Oklahomas and the, you know the 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 West Coast teams, the Washingtons, the USC's. And uh, I have been always a little bit of hey, pump the brakes there a little bit because you are in a different world with football than with basketball. You lose one early and you've lost all your margin for error. Plus, you've got young guys that are coming along, and uh, if you throw them into the fire early, uh, it it's not as easy to get acclimated, to get adjusted to what they want people to do. I'm talking about, in this case, Michigan's uh, revamped defense and plugging in a lot of new people, as it is with games where you are a little more assured of of being able to to win and and work on some things as you're doing it. So, I understand that uh, that you stand firmly in the Karsh camp on this one. Let me have it. Well, I want to. You know, I'm not so much. You know, I mean, Doug talks about uh, making it as tough as possible. I'm not. I'm not buying into that. I want to blend. Okay, I want every year in non-conference play at least one FBS team to play FBS. Or, or I mean, I mean, Power Five F, F, FBS. I mean, they're all these Michigan uh, non-conference teams are are FBS these next two years. But all six of them, three this year, three next year, are all from the Group of Five. Group of Five, not the Power Five. Okay. And so uh, back to your point about you don't have any margin for error. The problem is, is you need a quality win in non-conference to make up for a loss in the Big Ten, which is likely going to happen. You don't have any equity in the bank, if you will, going in to the Big Ten play. In other words, you have to hit a home run. You have to pitch a perfect game in Big Ten play because you've played absolutely nobody, absolutely nobody in non-commerce play, and you're playing them all at home. I'm sorry, Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn. UConn, one of the worst teams in FBS. That's not gonna. That's not gonna do you any good. It's not gonna give you a gauge of what you have. It's not gonna uh, test you and make you stronger of being challenged. And the same thing happens the following year. You know when they open. Uh, I'm. I'm not sure what team they open up with. It's uh, East Carolina the following year. You know when they debut the new scoreboards. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. I don't. I, and so, and then for Michigan football, and you got me off going here. If I was a season <laughs> ticket holder, okay, 
I would be so pissed, okay? So when are you going to give me a high-profile FBS team at home, okay? We got Oklahoma and Texas. That's looming out there and, you know, as far as uh, finally Michigan playing a good team. Well, they first, the first two times uh, they play them around the road in Norman, in Austin. Then they finally come back to play them uh, in Ann Arbor. I think it's Oklahoma first and Texas at, at, uh, after that. At what, 25 or in 26 or 27, whatever? That's crazy. And as a season ticket holder, you're getting all these free cupcakes at home. You're paying premium prices. You're giving me nothing in terms of quality competition. And I got to sit there in 85-degree heat, sweating my ass off, uh, playing against nobody. That's what I'd be pissed off. Okay. Right. How, how did how did you enjoy the 70s under, under Bo Schembechler? <laughs> because uh, then you had – uh, that same sort of gap in teams for the most part with Big Ten teams until you got to Ohio State. Well, no, hold aside. Well, that's true. But, I mean, in, at least in non-conference play, I can remember vividly. I mean, Notre Dame was on that when I was in school. Uh, sure. I mean, Texas A&M was on. What, Texas A&M with George Woodard came into Ann Arbor, uh, ranked in the in the top 12, top 14. Michigan blew them out. I mean, there was – I mean – I mean, they play the Washington Huskies. They, they play a packed. I mean, they play a group. I mean, they play a power five team as it's defined right now. Not a bunch of cupcakes, you know. I mean, I, it's Duke was a low, you know, was was an ACC team. That was the lowest team. I came out. Remember, they came in there in in seventy seven. There'd be Navy when they weren't very good, but at least they play one decent uh, household name, if you will, on right. the schedule. And and then they'd go out and outscore Big Ten opponents three hundred and fifty to sixty six going into the into no, the Ohio that. State game. I'm just saying, in those days, they weren't dealing with Penn State in conference. They weren't dealing with Michigan State at the level it is now. Right. They were. Right. You know, Wisconsin. The emergence of Wisconsin over the last uh, really couple of uh, almost point. quarter century. Uh, I, I just I see it as different. I, here I'll, I'll give you this for sure on this year. Um, three very manageable. Uh, there, how's that for a description? M very manageable non-conference games. Okay. And then nice. Maryland at home. It takes a little ramp up, but uh, again, as Big Ten games go, pretty manageable. And and the fact that you are playing. Your toughest game, I would say, before Ohio State as your Big Ten road opener uh, at Iowa, I think that that might argue for uh, somebody that's a little bit tougher to handle before that one. That that's the one that gives me the concern about this year. So I, you know, I I understand where you're coming from there, uh, but I do think that um, there's a lot to be learned about on-field play and how you're reacting with all these new players that I think they will advance despite the fact that you know you might not be coming down to a, a fourth quarter game or you might not be looking at overtime with these opponents leading up to Iowa I think they're going to know a whole heck of a lot more uh, and will have learned from mistakes on the field in getting to that Iowa game.
Well, I mean, there's validity. I mean, obviously, I mean, I, you make good points. Um, but let, let's take uh, two freshmen that are going to be prominent players. Uh, Darius Clemens, I think, at wideout, and Will Johnson, okay? Their first big jump into fire is going to be at Kinnick Stadium. You know what that's like. That's jumping into a boxing match, you know, boxing ring, cage fighting. Fans are on top of you. I was going to be irritated, obviously, coming off that Big Ten championship loss. Their fans are engaged, let's just say, in the toughest environments. And so that's your first big test. I think that is setting themselves up for uh, potential failure. And then if you lose a Big Ten game, if you lose one Big Ten game along with that cupcake non-conference, you got no shot of being in the CFP. I mean, let's just say it's – well, you have to run the table, and you have to do it in 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 pretty impressive fashion. So that's what that's what I don't that's what I don't like about it. I I I know what you're saying, uh, getting some experience, getting some confidence, but this team has enough veterans that they shouldn't need a lot of confident confidence procurement, if you will. I mean, it it should be fundamental, especially with veteran quarterback play. Well, you mentioned the offensive side of the ball. I'm more worried about the defensive side of the ball because I think you go into Iowa with that offensive line and say, hey, fellas, just take over. Take over. Give them a heavy dose of uh, Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. Donovan Edwards, you know how to throw the ball 75 yards against (laughs) Iowa. Go ahead and do that again. But you're right. If you lose that game to Iowa – then if you have any chance of making the college football playoff, you've got to run the table, and that includes winning in Columbus. Let me ask you this. If Michigan manages to run the table going into Ohio State, can it lose to the Buckeyes? And this is not something that we want to project, but if it happened, uh, could they, in your mind, still make the college football playoff? Well, they could if they had one FBS uh, Power 5 win in the non-conference, okay? Uh, I keep saying FBS. I mean, I mean, just Power 5. This is about Power 5 versus Group of 5. If they just had one uh, of those non-conference, if they beat Wa- I mean, beating Washington last year, Washington wasn't very good. We know that. But it's still a Pac-12 team. I think they got – I think, as you described, if they – did all of that, and, and then they at least uh, competed against Ohio State. Lost a close game. Ohio State was, you know, was a uh, a playoff team as well. Then to answer your question, they probably they probably could get in there. There's another element too. Okay, so and I I, I like to put things in from a fan's perspective. Is that I want to get excited. Michigan fans want to get excited in September. They can't get excited in September about Michigan. They can't gloat about, hey, we're three, we're four and oh, blah, blah. You know why? It's meaningless. Because if they get into a, you know, an argument with a Michigan State fan, well, hey, who the hell you play? And that just irrit- that's irritating. You know, how do you defend that? Well, we haven't, you haven't played anybody. You know what? You're right. We haven't played anybody. And that's frustrating to fans. I understand. That's, that's one month of the season. Then you get to <laughs> Iowa. To me, beating Iowa this year in Iowa City would count for more than beating Washington at home last year. But, uh, hey. Yeah, I agree. The, the, the discussion will continue, certainly. Uh, and and I, there's no clear-cut right or wrong answer, but I guarantee you uh, somebody is going to be saying, 
well, they should have done it differently when uh, if they go to Iowa and uh, and don't win that game. So I think that's the the clear uh, determiner for for this team in the early going. But I I see this as a team with certainly enough offense to cover a lot of sins in the early part of this season. Well, the bottom line is the schedule's set. You play who you're who you're scheduled to play. So, you know, you can't do anything about it now. Uh, so Michigan's got to go out there and execute and get and, and, and leverage what that schedule provides. It will provide, you know, and, and you know, to, to your argument, John, it will provide maybe depth development, maybe get ahead and bring bring in some depth uh, at running back or some some or the, the wideout room, which is huge. Or, uh, or on the defensive side, which, as you cited, is even more important. Get some depth in there. Get some experience in case somebody goes down to injury, God forbid. Or you just, you know, have a game where you need some depth uh, with heat or something like that. You know, you never know. Um, that's a good thing. So I will give you that. And so it is what it is. Uh, but I, I hope it works out. But I'm whatever the schedule is, I'm excited about this 2022 season for Michigan. I think you have a lot of company. He's Tom Crawford. We'll continue <laughs> talking about Michigan football and basketball right to uh, the kickoff of uh, or the tip-off of those seasons to come. Yeah. And uh, appreciate you joining us. Always a pleasure, JB. Until next time on the Wolverine Podcast with John Borden. <laughs>